All right, but on to my message for today. We've gone through this new series for the new year, new year called New Rivers and New Roads. Okay, it's, it's about understanding that as we start to walk with God, he's going to make a way for us. But we have to start walking with him. Roads aren't built by themselves. Okay, something has to cause them to start. There's got to be a destination you want to get to, right? And so to just make a destination of I want to know God more and never start making the road to God, it doesn't matter. We, what's that old saying? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. We can say, I can say I want to lose weight, but unless I change how I eat and I go to the gym, it probably ain't going to happen if I'm still eating McDonald's every day. So I can have good intentions of wanting to get closer to God, but unless I'm intentional about it, it's not going to happen. Next week, we're going to finish up the series, and, it's going to, and I'm going to talk about life as a journey. It's not, it's not a quick fix. A life with God is a journey and won't be complete till the day we get to heaven. Until that day, we're always going to be growing, we're always going to be learning, and we're always going to be reaching new heights. And so today, we're going to go back, though, and understand that when God gives us a vision and a dream, and it scares us, that's how we know it's from God, because if it's a dream I can do, it's probably just a dream I made up. But if it scares us, it's probably from God, which means he has to show up and make it happen. And we're going to look at some scriptures today that really talk about how God always shows up when his people seek him. That's why it's so important as a church that we seek God. Because if we want to see God do something great in us, we have to let God do something great in us. And in order to do that, I've got to get out of the way. So most Christians understand to a certain point that we have an inheritance from God. Okay, they understand a little bit that we have an inheritance. They got just a lot, most Christians just have a small view of what that is. Okay, but God promises that he has always intended to provide for us that inheritance. It's not something we can earn. Think about inheritance and, and even the way we use it today. When you get an inheritance from somebody, they give you something, right? You don't have to work for it. And that's what God's kingdom is for us. It's because God says, you are joint heirs with Christ in my kingdom, which means we have the resources of the kingdom at our disposal. But the only way to use those resources is to get plugged in with the one who has the resources. So I can't just run around and say I have all the power in heaven because Jesus said this and expect it to just happen. We talked about a few weeks ago, prayer doesn't change things. Who we pray to changes things, and that's God. Because we talked, you know, if prayer changes things, I could pray to that projector right there and things would change. In fact, I think some people do that. But it's who we're praying to that really causes things to change. And so when we start walking out with God, and we start understanding who God is, and he says, I'll provide for you. I'm going to give you a dream. And he doesn't give us all the details. Remember Abram? He didn't give him all the details of where he was headed. He just said, go. When God gave the vision to Emil to plant this church in rice, 
He didn't give him all the details. He said, just go do it. Now, that's a scary proposition. When God and I were in prayer and he told me to come up here and help with it, I did not have all the details. I had to take a step of faith because I honestly could have had a job somewhere else that paid me more money and that would have been easier. My job would have been easier. But God's got a sense of humor. He brought me here. And he's got a sense of humor for you guys too, see, because you got to put up with me. But he said, I'm not going to give you the details. I'm going to find out if you're going to step out on that new road I'm going to create for you. I was watching, how many of you guys have watched Indiana Jones in the temple? I don't know, remember which one it is. It was on TV last night. The one with Sean Connery and his dad. You guys know that movie? Remember when he's going to find the, the cup, the Holy Grail? And there's just a wide open spot. And it says, you know, you have to jump it out with, into the face of the lion. And there's nothing there for him to jump out onto. It was something like that. Until he took that step out off that cliff, there was no road there. Once he took the step, he found the road. Sometimes God asks us to take a step of faith before we know if there's going to be security in it. And are we willing to take that step at that point? Now, don't get me wrong. I'd have probably had the same mindset he had in the movie and just been like, seriously, got to be another way to figure this out. But there's not. With God, there's not another way to figure it out. He's made the way. What the question comes down to is do we trust him with it? So when God gives us a dream, here's a question you need to answer this morning. Do you expect God to provide the way you want him to? I think a lot of us do. How about, do you expect God to provide it on your timing? When you want it? That's another one we deal with a lot, ain't it? Or do you worry about the outcome more than you trust God? Because that's really what Jesus was talking about when he says, don't worry. When Jesus gave that whole thing, and we're going to read it a little bit later, when he's saying not to worry, he's saying, are you making your worries bigger than the Father? And when we worry, we're saying, my problem is bigger than you, God. I've told you all the story of me driving, white-knuckling, tears going down my face, driving at night, crying over my family. God, why is this happening? I've, I've become a pastor. I study. I pray. I spend time. Why is this going on in my life? Why does my life seem like chaos? Nothing seems to be working. And all of a sudden, just like Elijah, a still small voice says, are your problems bigger than me? Instantly right there, I was ashamed. I am making my problems bigger than you are. I'm worrying about things I have no right to worry about. You've lent me my family. They're yours. And when I can start changing my thought process to understand that everything I have, God has given me, and God will protect, I don't have to protect it. This church is a great example. Whether or not we grow to 10,000 people, God's saying, protect what I've given you. And in that, teach them to protect themselves. And so when I come up here and I talk, I'm not trying to give this awesome message. 
I'm trying to get you to just question something in your own mind to go to God and say, tell me what's going on. God has a purpose for you this morning, and he will provide the way for that purpose. You can look up all kinds of scriptures on it, and we're going to read some this morning. But what we have to think about is how, what do you do, and how do you react when you get a dream from God? Do you think it's from God, or do you think your mind's just playing tricks on you? Do you think it's God telling you something, and then you finally agree, okay, God, I get it. You're telling me the truth. I need to go do this. But then, once we make the decision to go for it, all of a sudden God puts us in the waiting room. Time not you go in there yet. We're going to let you sit here for a while. Study Paul sometime. Dude didn't just leave Damascus and go out, start, and be a missionary. God put him in a waiting room and said, let me build your character. And so when we're sitting in that waiting room, do we make the decision at that point to force our own way? Or do we trust God? Think about the Israelites back after Moses took them out of Egypt. Okay, you go back into Exodus. God had just delivered them from the Egyptian army. Just opened the Red Sea for them to walk across. People see in miracle after miracle of God showing provision. They get across. It doesn't take two days. And they start complaining. Why haven't we received our gift yet? Why isn't it ours yet? We're seeing manna fall from heaven, but we want something else. We're seeing you give us water out of a rock, but we want it something else. Eve said, I see 999,000 trees, but I want this one I'm not supposed to have. How often do we do that with our life? God is showing us his provision, but we're focused on the problem. Let me say it one more time. God has given us his provision, but our eyes are on the problem. And when we focus on the problem, we don't see the victory. Because Jesus already said, there is victory in my name. And this morning, one of the verses I want to go to real quick is Psalm 37. And so once you get to Psalm 37, we're going to go to verse 7. In fact, now we're going to start at verse 4. <laughs> Most of you probably know verse 4. That's why I'm going to start there. If you've ever gone to vacation Bible school, you know this verse. It's probably the verse, first verse they ever made you memorize. I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation, which is different than how I memorized it. So, Take the light in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiant like the, radiate like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. And then verse 7 says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Don't lose your temper 
it only leads to harm. So there are some keys to victory in those few verses as we read them. How many of us, when we have to wait, get angry or get upset? And so God's saying, slow your roll. Stop getting angry because it's going to do you no good. You would think, after all these years, I would have learned that. I still haven't. But God says, be still in the presence of the Lord. Everything in this promises in this for him to provide for you is understanding that if you go to Matthew 6.33, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, then all these things will be added to you. Blueprint for building your life. Seek first God, and then the rest will fall into place. Blueprint for your kids. Seek the Lord first, and then he'll give you everything you need. Not want, need. It's the blueprint we've had for this church. Seek God first, and then. So there's always that that give and take with God. In order for him to give us provision, we have to make connection. And if we're not connecting to God, he can't give us the provision. Does that make sense? And so as I spend time with God, he can open my eyes to what he's doing so I see the blessing and can walk in it. But if I'm so focused on numbers, and I'm just taking a church for example, if I'm focused on numbers, if I'm focused on how big our kids' ministry is, if I'm focused on all these ministries, am I connecting with God? If I'm focused on my, what my wife doesn't do for me, Am I focused on God? Because it is it up is it up to my wife to make me happy? Let me help all you guys. No. It's not up to my wife to make me happy. It's up to me to love my wife. That's the only thing God told me. Love your wife. That's it. In fact, I'm pretty sure there's places in the Bible, at least in my version, that says she's gonna upset you. Love her anyways. And so God says, I'll make a way. Remember in Psalm 4, or Isaiah 43 that we were reading last week, I'll make a way through the desert when you commit your ways to me. See how that works? He says, I'll give you new rivers. I'll give you new roads. But you've got to be connected to the vine to get to the roads. John 15 talks all about that, doesn't it? I'm the vine. You are the branches. He who remains in me will bear much fruit. He doesn't say... You want to be an olive tree, you're going to go out and get a bunch of grapes. He says if you want to be fruitful, you've got to stay connected to the stem. Right? You've got to be connected to the root. And the root is Jesus, and Jesus leads us to the Father, and the Holy Spirit brings us into Jesus. See how this all works together? And I don't know how you guys don't get more excited about it. It's just cool the way God set this up. Because he says you do not have to worry about all your problems, because I will deal with all your problems when you trust in me. And then trust the results I give you. Peter Haas many times has said that. God will many times never give you what you want, but he will always give you what you need. When you pray, you may not get what you want, but I guarantee you will get what you need if you listen to God. The problem with that is what we need isn't always what we want, and we don't like the answer. How many of you guys have ever prayed and God said no? 
How many of you know that that no may have protected you from something that could have happened? So when you get that little prompt of the Holy Spirit, that I probably shouldn't scream at this person in the store? (laughs) I probably shouldn't, because what kind of representation of that is Jesus? So he's telling me, don't do it. And I'm saying, you don't know what you're talking about, because this guy's really upsetting me. And God's like, I got this. I'm like, I'm sure you do. But I can handle it now. We're an instant society. We can't wait for God's provision. The best blessing we can have in everything and all you read in the Bible, as you look, there's always a provision that comes with a promise. And what you need to decide is do you trust God? Our biggest issue and why we worry so much is because we've got a small God who we don't trust with everything we have. This is where God wants us to go. I truly believe in order to have more, I need to give more. If I'm more worried about what I'm getting paid, I'm doing this for the wrong reason. Because I care more about reaching people and helping people who don't have what I have, and that's the love of Jesus. Because God has given me a way to make this happen. And so I'm going to say, okay, God, guess what? I'm trusting you. I have no idea how this is going to work, but I'm just going to trust you with it. And at the end of the day, I answer to God, but I accept godly counsel, so don't hear me wrong on that, okay? I'm, I will accept godly counsel, but I want to challenge you guys to do that with your life as well. When God gives you a dream, understand he will give you the way. I have no idea what that way is right now that he's going to provide. I truly don't for our church. But I believe he's got a way for us. And I'm going to trust him with that because in, in Philippians 4.19, and this is the main verse I studied for this, it says, in the message version, it says, you can be sure that God will take care of everything you need, his generosity exceeding even yours in the glory that pours from Jesus. And so as I, sat, as I sit and pray for our church, as I sit and pray for where God wants to take us, and I, and I claim that promise. Because again, I was talking to somebody the other, week, the, the other day, if you want to know how to pray, you're not sure what to pray, just pray God's word back to him. Well, it says right here, God, you can take care of everything, everything we need. Your kingdom has no bounds. There's no, like, max withdrawal you can take from the kingdom. He's never going to run out of stuff. And you said, God, that I can ask for it, and you will provide for the needs more than I can ask for if I plug into Jesus. And so that's my challenge to you guys this morning. Are you willing to take the problems you have and the problems you think you have, because most of the times the problems you have are just thoughts. They're not really true because we live in a what-if world. Well, what if this happens? My favorite response to that, what if I grow an extra arm? I can't worry about it. If it happens, I'll deal with it. But up until that point, I'm going to trust God with the outcome. And so you guys, I want want to challenge you to trust God with the outcome to your problem and understand he's already given you victory over it. 
Because again, going back to Matthew 6.33, he says, Seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these things will be added unto you. And so God wants to bless us. God wants to bless you, and he wants to give you the provision for the purpose he's provided for you. That's a tongue twister right there. And I want to go one more time into Matthew this morning to wrap this up this morning. And we're going to go to Matthew 6. We're going to go a little bit earlier in the chapter, though. We're not going to go all the way to 33 right away. But if you look at where it starts in verse 25, it says, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food or your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And then it ends in verse 34. It says, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today is enough. So live in the present and understand as you take that step of faith, God will provide a way. If you're struggling this morning, um... In a relationship, understand God will make a way to heal that. I truly believe nobody is too far gone. I have never read anywhere in Scripture that Jesus said anyone was too far gone. He always can redeem us. He provided the greatest thing for us on the cross, and that was our salvation. And so when you're thinking about provision and you're thinking about the purpose and you start going through some problems, drop it at the backdrop of the cross with the cross behind it and realize everything you're going through, Jesus went through for you so he would walk through it with you. And so this morning, again, it's it's the way God's challenging us. Are we going to put him first and then let the outcome be his?